Welcome back, inebriates. This is Andy of the Inebriar Podcast. And uh, it, where we haven't missed a week, it's been a while since I've recorded an episode, so I may be a little rusty. But um, today we brought in Omar Mora. Welcome to the show, man. Hi, hi. Thank you all. Thank you for having me in your yeah. show. So you're a, a, a comic book writer, and um, one of your books is getting like made into a live action show, The uh, the Unearthians? Is that, is that right? <laughs> the Unearthians. You know, right now we are in the development stages. Um, you know, a lot of pieces need to move to yeah. make it happen, but we're working towards that, and uh, we're actually act, uh, actively pitching to big streamers, and there's some people interested in. So, so let's see. Yeah, it's it's such a cool time. You know, we get to see things that you know I never thought would be made. You know, I, I owned a comic book shop years and years and years ago. And I remember one of my customers, he was legitimately the biggest Ant-Man fan you've ever met. He's like, <laughs> oh, they should make an Ant-Man movie. I'm like, that's ridiculous. That will never <laughs> happen. And now the third one's, you know, it's it's such a weird time that and even all the the, the smaller stuff, you know, Umbrella Academy is fantastic. And just the boys, I, I've been getting caught up on the boys. I mean, that's. It's a fantastic show. You know, I, ju I just came from a producer's kind of workshops here in L.A. Mm -hmm. And one of the uh, work um, conference that I got is where people get ideas. Big producers and streamers get ideas. And they're getting ideas even from podcasts. Like even uh, like uh, from anywhere they can get it, they get mm -hmm. it. Because there's so many uh, streamers out there and they keep popping up. So no, no matter if it's like a TV show or comic books, a book or podcast or a series in a podcast, they will get the idea and they like it. They will make it happen. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of like this golden age for creators because, I mean, it is. If you just have a, a GoPro and, and a good idea. <laughs> you can really make something happen. Um, I, I watch. Uh, are you familiar with Critical Role? No. Uh, it's uh, eight voice actors playing Dungeons and Dragons, and uh, they just had their first campaign turned into uh, Amazon Prime cartoon. Oh wow! You know, I'm telling you, it's uh, it's. Uh, I, I think if you're in the right spot and people and you have like an audience too for your podcast or whatever it is, mm -hmm. you, you you can find uh, to get it out there as a animated tv series live action movie whatever it is but there's people actively are looking for content yeah it, it's crazy um but you, so i think the reason why i got an email initially about you was you have a new book uh ancient explorers ancient explorers yeah this is my second graphic novel i call it like slash is a hybrid slash comic book um, so hybrid how is it like part novel part comic book it is part novel, part comic book. The whole design is designed as a comic book. Mm -hmm. So the trim and the size is a, is a comic book size. Uh, but the text portion of it, the designer of the book, brilliant Phil Smith, uh, he, those texts, he put it into a big square with a lot of uh, art around it. Mm -hmm. And then we have the actual comic book sequential pages in between. So to keep moving forward the story, the book came out beautifully uh, the way it came. I'm, I'm so proud of it. So proud of it. So uh, give us a quick synopsis. Like, what, what's the, the basic premise of the book? Basically, two best friends 
I grew up together with, uh, you know, tell stories of uh, Marx. Marx is one of the characters, grandpa, about hidden treasures and, and adventures about this place, this city of Peru. I don't know if you ever heard uh, this legend of uh, Paititi. It's the lost city of Peru. No. So it's a, it's a true legend about this lost city, kind of El Dorado uh, type of thing. So when they grew up together, they forgot about those stories. They opened an antique store with grandpa's artifacts and, you know, things that he um, um, got during the, his, his years. Mm-hmm. The thing is, they, they lost everything. They go into bankruptcy. Um, the night that they were packing, they go into this bar to drink their frustrations away. They met these two beautiful girls, archaeologists, uh, Jennifer and Sandy, that got interested in a compass that Mark has. And that compass have uh, a lot of uh, ancient symbols and um, hidden symbols that they think is true. Mm -hmm. So they ask the guys, you know, do you guys have more stuff from your grandpa? And they say, yeah, we have a treasure map that they, that they get, that he gave us, he gave us when we were kids. So they went to check the map and it looks like the map is real and it has like a, a treasure hunting symbols that, they think can get you into the city of Peru, um, Paititi. So that's when everything started. Like something put their lives in danger and this danger drives them into to, to do what they always wanted to, to do in life is uh, explorers of the ancients. And then they go into this journey of, you know, magical adventure journey to, to, to discover the lost city of Peru, uh, Paititi. It's kind of um, Goonies. Um, I was yeah, literally Jones. thinking Goonies. Jones. Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Those type of uh, adventure you know, movies between uh, four best friends. Oh, what's the other one? I was thinking. Um, National Treasure. National Treasure. Have you ever seen? Uh, I think it's Sahara. With uh, um, it's got Matthew oh, McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something like that. So it, it's 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 pretty cool because I play. Other than adventures within the story, there's a lot of sci-fi. Mm-hmm. They go into. I mean, I don't want to too much say much, sure, but they go into course, wormhole, yeah. wormholes. There's fantastical stuff, and it's a pretty cool story. At the end of the day, it's basically having this journey, you know, to to find this city. But it's basically finding having this journey to to discover themselves, to 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 become a better person. You know, sometimes situation situations put you in a bad spot that you need to be a better a better self you need to be a higher self from 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 who you are and do things that you never thought you were able to do and this is kind of the story of about that that you know becoming something bigger uh to get where you want to be in life so now when you're writing this where it's sort of based on uh myth and legend and history like how how much research did it take? Did you try to stick really close to the original um, uh, legend, or did you take a lot of liberties and you know creative? Things? So this this story came about in two thousand and nine. I went to the Amazon in Peru. I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm a, I'm a medical doctor too. So oh, okay. So I, yeah. So I went to Peru to do community service as a doctor to the jungle, and that's when I heard about this legend of Paititi, uh, the lost city of Peru. And that's one of, that's, that's when the, the idea started to, uh, to came about. I wrote a book back in 2013, uh, 12, almost 10 years ago. I put it out there. It was mostly like a novel, but I always wanted to make it as a, as a, as a, 
as a comic book because that's, mm-hmm. that's the fun of it. I love the medium. Um, so I had a lot of the stuff already written down. I did research back then uh, from this legend city of Paititi, but there's not too many things. So I have the liberties to play around. around and that's where the fantastic and um, fantasy um, scenes comes about into, into, into the, the graphic novel. Yeah, I, I mean, I love stuff like this and, and just like legends and stuff. And with our access to information now, it, it, I think it it if it takes off, it just sparks so much more interest in that sort of thing and the cultures around them. And, you know, I mean, I remember maybe 15, 20 years ago, no one really knew who Krampus was. And yeah. now everybody knows who Krampus is. And it's kind of like shorthand. Yeah. Um it's pretty cool, yeah. Do you do you see the movie with uh, San, uh, Sandra Bullock? It was on on Netflix like a few months ago that they were going to discover this city. I forgot what was the the movie oh. with Brad, Brad Pitt had a lot a, a little scene and with uh, Channing Tatum. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw a trailer yeah. for it. I didn't. Yeah. So I, it's it's about looking for this lost city. Also, I forgot the name of the lost city, and and you know it reminds me that. All these legends, El Dorado, Atlantis, and the Gold City, all those stories, I don't know why people love them. And no matter how many times different storytellers, you know, tell them in a different ways, it's just fascinating. And I was watching that movie and I was like, oh, man, that's so cool. So I don't know. It's something that attracted to watch those fantasy adventure goonies. I mean, who 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 didn't love Goonies when they grew up? Back, oh, back it was then. <laughs> one of the best movies ever made. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, that yeah. and uh, Princess Bride. Yeah, Prince. <laughs> Do you remember? I don't know, but Labyrinth. Oh, I love that that type of yeah. movies, like looking for something, searching, like the never-ending story. When we were, you know, Jen- Jennifer Connelly was like my first crush. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of know. course, she she yeah. she was the crush of so many people. She's still. I don't know. If, <laughs> oh I yeah, know, she's. You still you saw uh, Top Gun too. Have I seen what? You see the movie Top Gun 2? The second no. one, Top, Top Gun? Oh, Top Gun. No, no, no. I haven't seen that Yeah, yet. She's there. She's oh, in. now. All right. Now I'm going to have to go see that. <laughs> honestly, she looks like back then when she was doing Labyrinth. So beautiful. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, so how did you get into writing? Were you always into it? Like you said, you're a medical doctor. Like, did, Were they two interests, two interests that existed parallel or did one develop later when i'm i always wanted to be a, a storyteller acting and writing mostly um but you know i grew up in puerto rico so that wasn't kind of a choice mostly was academic to study mm-hmm. so i went to you know i did study uh pre-med and, and start medical school and september 11 happened and i was in new york when that you know happened so i was uh, down there uh, when September 11 happened, so that that experience changed me a lot, and I this that's when I decided to I mean go for what I wanted to do, so was acting and writing. So the first thing I started was acting, and then when I moved to LA, I decided to start writing because uh, the audition I was going in for the parts, I w- mm-hmm. it wasn't like substance audition for what you know for the parts Latino have or what we wanted to stuff like that. So that kind of pushed me to write before I was thinking to write even later when I was, when I was like knowing more about the industry. Yeah. But I just jump into it. And to be honest, is 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 I love writing. It kind when you write, it's when you see a movie for two hours that you forget about everything. 
writing for me is like you keep writing and you just forget about everything around you. So it's very, very, um, I don't know what's the word. It's like you go into this trip without mushroom or without weed or without nothing and you just, you just feel good. So I do like writing a lot and that's when I decided writing. And I, you know, I took a lot of workshops, studies and uh, yeah, um, just self-taught and uh, so far, so good. <laughs> yeah it, it's funny it's like um i interviewed um uh kate linder and she's an actress on a soap opera and she's been playing the same role for like 40 years whoa and during the interview she said something about how she's an acting class and i'm like like recently and she's like <laughs> yeah and i'm like oh i mean i figured like after 40 years she's like no you can always learn something more and it's that that idea of like still like following workshops and, and I mean, how YouTube's great to learn all, all manner of things. You um, need to. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even writing, when you write one thing and then you write the second, uh, second thing. And then you, you, I mean, you, when you finish the first draft, second draft, third draft, then you start sending it out for editors and feedback coverage. They kill the scripts. And you come back and keep changing, come back. You know, at the end of the day, you end up with 20, 30 drafts. It's, it's, it takes time and, and a lot of energy. Do you ever get discouraged when, like, when you send them off to the editors and you're like, no, this is good. This is, this is, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> and it comes back all red with notes. I mean, is that, oh, does it get discouraging? It's, it's, uh, it's frustrating. I don't know if the word is discouraging, but it's frustrating because you spend so much time and energy and in your mind, because I'm a, I'm a visual guy. I see the whole movie. I say, oh, this is going to be fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then I send it out. It comes back, come back, like you said, like all notes, red notes, like a lot. I say, like, what's going on? And sometimes, like, can you do another color other than red? <laughs> Why does it have to be red? <laughs> to be honest, I need to take a little pause. Like when I get it back, I, I mean, I'm used to it now. It's easier now. But I don't jump into it right away. I digest what they're telling me. Uh, I use what... I want to use if I don't believe or, you know, agree with their other notes. So I just, I just leave it alone before I was trying to follow all the notes, you know, when I was studying, but people said, no, I mean, whoever is reading this and give you notes, of course, have more experience than you, but it's still an, an, not, it's still an opinion about it. So you, you, you know, you need to believe in your story enough to change what you think will work and what will not work. So, and again, I send this to sometimes to just not one person, it's three, four, five people. And everybody have their different opinions. Mm -hmm. I've seen that work for somebody, the other one said, well, this is, doesn't work here. So, so you can, I mean, you, if not, you become crazy if you start changing everything that, you know, everybody said, but it's a, it's an interesting process because you're giving your baby to everybody to, to kind of uh, have an opinion. Yeah. Um, how much is it that, I mean, it's kind of like, it makes me think of like text messages the number of times I've sent a text message and mm -hmm. someone comes back all pissed off and I'll be like, why, why are you mad? And like, well, well, you're mad. And I'm like, I'm not. And then you reread it and go, oh, I got, there's no tone. Like there's no tone yeah. here. Do you get some of those notes where it's like, you're clearly not reading it in the tone it's meant. Do you kind of like try to rework how it's presented or are you just kind of like, no, you got the tone wrong and like the art will help with that or oh, is all of all of the above. Sometimes I just I just got a script, uh, um, a superhero script. My one of my first script, uh, I had the coverage like two days ago 
and um, one writer didn't didn't get the, the tone at all. Like they said, they give me like a number, they give me a number two or five. And I was like, what the heck? So I was waiting for another coverage to come and that other writer find like the tone four out of five. And I said, what, what, am I missing something? Because it should be clear though for both of them. Right. You know what I mean? So I will go back into the seat to see what was, what, you know, if there's something I need to change because it should be clear, uh, the tone for everybody. I mean, it's not like this tone is suspense or thriller or comedy or fast tempers and somebody feel it the other way but who knows everybody's so different um but yeah i get i, I get those notes different characters development sometimes um the structure sometimes the tone the pacing the dialogue uh is 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 very it's very interesting when you start sending the script out there but you need to be open to it if yeah. not you know for sure do you do you have like a a, a trick that you can kind of so I'll explain my trick um, when I'm drawing something. It's not always easy for me to see what's wrong with it. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, if I take a picture with my phone and then I look at the picture, it instantly pops out where I'm like, oh, that's, you know, the proportion on that is wrong or like, that's not how that's supposed to look. Do you have kind of like a, 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 a trick where you'll put it away for a couple of days and come back or like, you know, yeah, that, that, read that's with my your left eye. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, actually, that's my main trick is just uh, leave it there for a few days, sometimes a few weeks if I'm not mentally ready to, to jump into it and uh, and then read it again. And then I I, I, I say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah they, they, they're right, you know, or I need to change that. Sometimes they don't even uh, pick up something that I pick up myself uh, when I reread it again. Because it's hard. I mean, you read my scripts. I've been reading like Ancient Explorers. I can tell you maybe the page where this sentence is because you read it so many times as you write it, as it comes back, as what you change. You read it so many times that sometimes it's hard to be objective with it. So you need to put it down and then come back and then read it again. And that's why when you send it out, you need to trust the people you're sending it out for coverage. So they can give you a, you know, a, a feedback that you can trust. Yeah. And I've talked to a bunch of people and I'm like, and not just that you can trust, but you can't send it to mom, you know? Yeah. 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 It has no, to no, be no, someone no. who's critical. It's not just going to be like, I love it. And you're like, no, that doesn't help. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. There, there's this company is called Slated for some, whoever uh, read uh, hearing and wants to know about it's called Slated.com. They do a lot of uh, script coverage really good company they have different writers that can read your um your um screenplay and don't just give you like a big full analysis that's the company i like the most to be honest Hmm. Uh, so shout out to them (laughs) i didn't realize that was a business you know i just figured yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) a lot of people a lot of our writers uh makes money doing you know coverage like that uh you know it's easy for them make notes, get paid, and uh, we all get benefits from it. Like even like writers that have been in TV or films for a, for a while. Do they fix your basic mistakes to me? Like you're using the wrong your, that's not the right there, that kind of stuff too. <laughs> they do make notes, but yeah. usually for that, you need to send it to a, a proofreader. Yeah. So you have the editors, you have the proofreader. Sometimes you, you just, somebody wants to just coverage. It's a, you know, this script goes through a lot of hands before it goes out. And even when it goes out, somebody reads it and says, oh, what is this? 
<laughs> and it's like it's like imagine all these movies that we watch on 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 the theater. They have they have so many directors and writers work on it. They ended producing the film. They have screen tests, and then even goes out and people don't like it. And you know, it's 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 an art. So yeah. what can what can you do? Your, you do your best. It, it's so crazy. It's like sometimes you're just sitting there and being like how legit a podcast called how did this get made you know i mean you're just watching and being like it's terrible the effects aren't good and it's just you wonder where the breakdown is you know like yeah was it a money thing did they run out of time like what happened um it's it's it's, it's very interesting because this happened with a lot of big budget movies too and studio that i mean have so many people working on 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 a film for example and sometimes, like like you said, well, like well, like what happened here? Like you know? <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> so I guess it's part of the process and part of the the industry. I mean, on my case, I just need to be open mind and change because I'm not at the position. Like I said, oh, I don't care what you said. I'm, I'm you know James Cameron can write whatever he wants. I don't think he's gonna send that to to to, to any coverage. Whatever he wants, he yeah, wants. Yeah, yeah. You know so. When you get into that position, then you do whatever, I guess. <laughs> What's what is your least favorite part of the entire process? Is there like something about it that like you just like that is the the chore of it? Like everybody's got part yeah. of what they love to do that's not fun. It is the is 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 the the notes the coverage when it's the first time or the second time is cool. But it's a moment that you need to stop and you need to believe in what you have mm-hmm. and put it out there because that's the tedious part. Because sometimes you're so invested into the story, and some notes is like almost changing some of the the the, the structure of the of the of the script, and it that's the part that you need to decide: Do I do this? Because it takes a lot of energy, and that's the part that I always get the tired the most. Uh, because once. Before you sending the script to other people, you spend so many hours and so many days, sometimes a year, you know, writing or six months, like nonstop writing because you have your own notes. And after you finish your first draft, second draft, third draft, that's the easy part because it's on me making it, you know, better or fun on my own mind. Then you send it out and it's not like what you thought it was. And it's like, what the heck? So that's the, I think that's the toughest part for me, to be honest. Have you ever gotten like notes to be like, you should change this. And then you send that again and get the notes and be like, you should change this. And it's the exact way that you had it. It happens. It happens. <laughs> it happens. After a few drafts, you back and forth, back and forth. That's what I, that's the way he had it. What are you talking? <laughs> I, I feel like that's entirely something that would happen. <laughs> Just that kind of like, did you read it in the first time? <laughs> I usually like pace. I like to pay attention to motion, the structure. I pay attention on the tone, like the like the the core of of the writing technique and writing structure. When it's something about more uh, as a as a, um, an opinion about the story, or this will work better than this. If I agree, so because sometimes those advices make it, the story better. But if I don't agree, then like oh, you need to have a romance between this character and this character. I think that will make the the, the story uh, more in depth. But sometimes, no, I don't want to tell that story. I want to tell the story of these characters. So those those are easy for me to say yes or no. But when it comes to structure and tone and and a lot of that greedy part, I, I do pay attention to those to those uh, feedback. 
Yeah, I feel like sometimes it's, they're they're so obsessed with like everybody in the movie has to have a love interest, and you're just like it, it doesn't have to be that way. Like it's it's like I was I was having this conversation with uh, one of the the the, the, co- the one of my friends that covers some stuff, and he said so, and I was asking, so are we gonna have the same structure from now to a hundred years? Because if it's not like this, somebody's gonna say no, we cannot do this. This doesn't make it doesn't follow the the regular structure. So I think that's what I loved at Game of Thrones when it came like the, especially the first season that you're following this character, the whole first, uh, um, it was the first episode. It was the, it was the first uh, season, no first. Yeah. And then at the end, they cut off his head. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know oh, if, yeah. you saw, if you saw Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, I have. Yeah, for sure. No, you didn't ruin it for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. so, I mean, it's been like, I don't know how many yeah, years no. already. And I was like, that thing changed a lo- changed everything about structure with after some of the other shows after after that show they were killing their own main guy yeah and, and they kept doing it too like you yeah. know it, yeah, yeah, then they yeah. would change to this person they kill that guy off and yeah. yeah so i think that was interesting so i mean eventually we need to start changing and structure and but yeah, I hate when they said when they told me oh these two characters the main characters are similar you need to have one with this uh, personality, another one with this personality, so they have a conflict. No, we we yeah. see this all the time, you know. But I don't know. Sometimes you have your own idea, and nobody picks it up. So, and and sometimes I feel like they don't realize the benefit of something like that. Uh, have you seen Serenity, the Firefly movie? Ah, uh, I think I saw that movie. It's an old, old movie, no? It's an older movie, yeah. yeah. Um, but they had the character Wash, and he's like this beloved, like everybody loved him on the TV show. He was kind of like the comic relief, just this lovable character. And they're coming to the the high point of the movie, and they just unceremoniously, super quick, bang, he's dead. <laughs> and I remember watching the theaters being like, what just happened? And then they kind of rush into the 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 high point of that that you know uh dramatic fight scene and you know this person gets shot and this person gets cut and this person's injured and you're like oh my god they're all gonna die like it (laughs) killing that one character up the stakes to the point where you're like i don't know what's gonna happen i don't know if they're gonna make it i don't know if there's gonna be a happy ending and it made it so much more compelling it does it does i think different structure different tone and it just make it more interesting, interesting um, storytelling. So movies like that and Game of Thrones, I think are, are movies and story that change the industry, hopefully for something that you never have seen before. So, And it's it's funny, and I'm going to kind of crap on, on a character who's just over your shoulder there. That's why I don't like Superman. <laughs> I've never read a story. I've never <laughs> seen a movie where I felt like he was in actual danger. He's Superman. <laughs> he's Superman. The problem with Superman is because I love is my favorite character. This is Superman and Batman. Then I love Aquaman that everybody hated before. Yeah, uh, came out on uh, the Flash. But the thing is, Superman and I have this fight on the comics. They keep giving them um, when Lex Luthor is the main villain. You you can't have a, a a villain like like Lex Luthor for Superman that much time. I mean, he's so powerful. You need to find it. You need to find like like uh, I love. Um, when they bring uh, what's his name? Oh my god! Um, the the the, the Thanos of of DC. Uh, oh, uh, Dark Side. Dark Side. When they yeah. have uh, you know um, 
my man is uh the green the green guy the hulk <laughs> no 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 <laughs> so you, that, that's the thing but but superman is a character that i love and i can relate even with all his powers but it's about to have him in a different situation and give him a, like a like a like a like a strong villain you know that you know that he can fight with but i i a lot of people said about that about superman I don't know. For some reason, I can relate to him. Even I, ha- I don't have that. I relate more than him than Batman. Most of my friends love Batman more than Superman. Yeah. For some reason, yeah. I- I'm drawn more to Superman than than Batman. I mean, I yeah, love both, of course. It, it's funny. Like I see it um, in comic books all the time now. You know, even like with Wolverine. Wolverine seems indestructible. Like yeah. And I think it's that just natural progression of time where. You know, as a writer, you want to push them to their limits where they don't seem like they're going to make it and they're going to come out of it somehow. So yeah. the next time you have to up the game and up the game and up the game, and Superman's been around since the 1930s. So it's like there are more, no, there's no more limits to push them against. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they need to vote. I mean, hopefully they make, um, they come up with something new because I, I love the character. I mean, it's the first character that's started everything so I'm, I'm rooting for for hopefully Warner Brothers get their act together <laughs> with, yeah. with DC and do something with everybody I lo- oh my god I love so much uh the green I don't know if you read the green lantern like uh, the brightest day and the blackest night yeah all that series there's so much folklore with the green lanterns and Batman bat family the Batman family and even Superman fa- there's so much that they can do that hopefully they can get their act together so i think the one they did a a, a a a phenomenal job with shazam i like shazam it i thought fun. that was a phenomenal movie and i love the yeah. way they kind of made it the superhero version of big i thought that was just really clever yeah, yeah, yeah. and just it was it was it was fun didn't take itself super serious you know it was yeah. just it was great all around did you watch uh thor the new one yeah I did. I just saw that uh, this past Sunday. Um, it was no Ragnarok. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I like this is an interesting thing. We're, we're talking about trying to like figure out what's going on in the movie. Yeah. I, I'm, I was watching the beginning and it's that kind of scene where he first sees Jane Foster as Thor. Mm. And I'm like, God, I feel like he's overacting like a ton. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know if I like that. And then I kind of like thought about it. And I'm like, that part of the story is supposed to be Korg retelling the story. Mm-hmm. You know, in the beginning, he's like, oh, let me tell you about the space bike. And I'm like, yeah, oh, he would kind of make it exaggerated. And yeah, um, so I liked I really love the um, the the love triangle between Stormbreaker, Thor and uh, <laughs> I thought that was so great. <laughs> Well, this is this is what we're talking about. Like you have that script, and you have Thor. I don't know if you grew up reading Marvel, but Thor is a character more serious and more, you know, more. Oh yeah, you know. yeah. And you bring the script, and you put the character in a certain way, certain situation, in certain ways, getting completely out of the 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 the, the what Thor is, and in some way it worked. I don't know if I would go as a writer into that route, but it, it worked. So this is the thing we were talking about, how. You know, you write these stories, people telling you, no, you need to go that route and route, but you never know until you get it out there. And 
you know, Kevin, Kevin Feige is, I, I think that guy, I don't know, is a genius, is an alien because to put all these movies together for so many years, mm-hmm. I mean, some, some of them better than other, but, uh, but it's cohesive, is 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 crazy. And the risk he takes in with Thor and other characters, it, it paid off. Oh yeah, for sure. And it, it's, some of the setup is just like, oh my God, I can't believe they had that set up for like five years, like paying it off finally. And um, it's weird because I feel like they've kind of relieved some of the pressure now because they've done all the big ones. So now they're working Mm -hmm. on, you know, character. I mean, I remember when Guardians of the Galaxies came out, I owned a comic book shop and I had to call my buddy and go, who the hell are in the Guardians of the Galaxy? Because I had no (laughs) idea. Yeah. So it alleviates a lot of those kind of, you know, uh, preconceived notions of like, well, this is how the character should be because people are like, I don't know who these people are. And yeah, you know, yeah Miss yeah, yeah. Marvel, I think, was great. I loved it. I don't know. Did you see the last episode? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, last, yeah. I yeah. don't know if we can talk about it, but that last little All right, sentence. If you haven't seen it, you can shut this podcast off now. Go watch and come back. So anyways. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's what I'm saying. Like they take risk. That sentence yeah. about the mutant gene. Mm-hmm. Officially, she's the first mutant. Yeah. Kind of, no. Yeah, yeah. The, the first mean, one they've announced on the MCU. Yeah. And so, uh, well, um, technically that would be. I'm gonna nerd out here. Professor yeah, yeah, Xavier and yeah. Multiverse of Madness. But that was another universe. Yeah, but he's still the first mutant. <laughs> 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 but yeah yeah that, that they, they, that's true but in this mcu timeline it was yeah. interesting that they gave her that uh, mutant gene they mentioned it and it would be interesting to see how what they're going to do with it but it's just those little little things that they put out there totally different from the comics that i think works for them yeah i mean it it, it was a great series and that's a character i know nothing about yep um yep. But uh, it was great. It was fun. It reminded me a lot of Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it, it, and some people are like, oh, I didn't really care for it. I'm like, yeah, well, you're not really the demographic of the show. It's like a teen show. Yeah. Um, so you have to kind of go into that mindset. Yeah. Do you think about like what demographic you're writing for? Or do you just write and kind of let the demographic fall wherever it falls? You know what? Yeah. I just write the story I, I want to write. Um, for example, the Unertians has a lot of, uh, I don't want to say gore, but there's a lot of blood and beheading heads in one of the scenes. And um, I just write what I think it's fit for the story. Um, I usually tend to go to general audiences because even yeah. the Unertians that has some scenes and some graphic uh, pictures or illustrations is still I believe is nine plus so ancient explorers is for kids teens for everybody but yeah I don't um I don't think about the demographic I just want to tell the story I want to tell and then we figure it out after this is too strong we you know if if a producer said you know what I'm gonna uh, do this as a TV series or as a film Let's tone it down or we can pump it up on the tone. So we do it, you know. Well, I think the boys have shown that it really doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> that, no, no. Oh, come on. <laughs> insane. The boys, uh, you, did you see uh, Invincible? Uh, yeah, Invincible is really good too. Yeah. yeah it yeah. was very gory as well. So it, it was. There's just still something about it being animated that makes it a little more disconnected. And yeah. the, bo- the boys is just so over uh, the top. I'm only like halfway 
no three episodes in the current season and it's just like every time something happens i'm like oh my holy (laughs) (laughs) oh you're gonna have i I watched the whole thing already you're gonna have a treat yeah yeah but it worked and i I think that they put is an R series or uh, oh it's gotta be probably it needs to be I don't know yeah but I know a lot of kids watch that show so (laughs) so I started watching it with a buddy of mine so I always go over his house to watch it and so like uh, we were hanging out watching it the other night and he puts in the parental code and I'm like I know what your code is and he goes yeah as long as my kids pretend like they don't know what it is I'm happy. That's too funny, but yeah, the boss is a is an example of of whatever works works. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you're gonna be launching Ancient Explorers at uh San Diego Comic Con, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna launch it in San Diego Comic Con. We my company Moras Production will be on Small Press M as a mother of five. Uh, we're gonna have a previous special printed, like the first twenty eight pages. Uh, to give for free and there's not too many quantities because the paper after COVID the paper is so expensive that to print comics nowadays is really expensive oh, I don't so, even wanna, what the hell does an issue cost nowadays I haven't bought a comic it's, it's crazy so we're going to launch it first on yeah. uh, Amazon Kindle for now oh nice if the cost of paper comes down eventually uh, because we, I want to print it but the thing is, when I was calculating to print the whole novel and to sell it, I would need to sell the novel for like, I don't know, 40 bucks or something like that. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it's hard to somebody is going to buy a $40, you know, graphic novel that they, they don't know. And the profit is not even that much. So, yeah. yeah Back in yeah, my I'm, day, I used to buy comics for 75 cents. <laughs> <laughs> I think now this is like four ninety nine most of it. Most of them, Jeez. no? Probably, because, yeah. yeah. But I'm excited. Uh, first time as an exhibitor in San Diego Comic Con and launching uh, Ancient Explorers. And we're launching two Unertians, the full trade, chapter 1 to 12, also in Amazon Kindle. So oh, next, that's awesome. next week on Wednesday. Oh, that's a, that's a, when it, When is Comic Con this year? I don't even the know. The 20th. 20 is a uh, previous day, and then July 21st to the 24th, next 21st, week. First, next week. Oh, so this, uh, this episode is going to be going up, I think, wait, after this. So you'll have just this? gotten a. How was San Diego Comic Con? <laughs> <laughs> San Diego Comic Con was amazing. <laughs> You've been in San Diego Comic Con? I have not. I have been to many a Comic Con, but I never because I'm East Coast guy. I never got yeah, over yeah. to San Diego. Um, yeah. The furthest I've traveled west is Vegas. Okay, which I've only been to, I've been to three times, and it's three times in the last five years, and it's okay, all just okay. been like work related. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 someday, someday I'll get over there. It gets it gets crazy. I think it's, it's like more than a hundred thirty thousand people before COVID. The two thousand nineteen, I was because I always go as a professional, but I never had a, a table. Yeah. But in 2019, I, I did. They invite me for a panel for the Unertians to to kind of uh, launch it there, and it was so packed. It was so like like even Saturday, Sundays, like you cannot even walk. But it's so much fun. I love I love that con. To be how 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 was your experience on the panel? Like it was it was first first time. I mean, a new comer, like new comic yeah. book writer, and people asking questions and like. I'm just learning like you're learning too. So, but it was such a great experience to be there and just sharing my experience uh, with 
everybody that went. I thought nobody was going to come into the panel, to be honest. And there's this hundred, no, I don't know, hundreds of panels at the same time, but there's a lot of panels at the same time everywhere. Right. But the, the, everybody, you know, the, those rooms get packed. Yeah. I, I think you can put whatever subject and people just go, you know, and, and, and listen to. So it was it was pretty cool. It was an, 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 an experience that I will never forget that first panel there. Yeah, my first panel I ever did was a podcasting panel at a horror convention. And it was like the convention started at like 10. The panel was at like 1030. There's like two <laughs> dudes in the room. And I'm, so we're just talking to ourselves. Um, but then last year, uh, actually the beginning of this year, we were in Vegas and we did a, a thing at an expo um, for our other podcast. And there were a hundred people there and it was just so, it cool. Was so cool. Yeah. So, so much fun. Guarantee if you get a panel into San Diego Comic Con, you're going to, you're going to pack. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll work on that. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> next year. Um, but uh, where can people go to find out information and, and pick up the, the, the book if it's out. Yeah. So is Amazon, it coming out next week? Coming out next week, Wednesday, so. Amazon Kindle. You just put ancient explorers or the lost city of Peru or Omar Mora, it should pop 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 in. Uh, the website is ancient explorers the novel.com. Instagram at Mora himself, that's my my name on Instagram. Uh, or just morasproduction.com. You mm-hmm. can find uh, the Unertians and you can find ancient explorers and everything in between that I'm doing uh, in the in the entertainment pop world. <laughs> nice it's awesome man and uh when unearthians are are ready to to go live whenever that like happens man come back in we'll talk more i'm I, i'm so looking forward to 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 put that thing in a, as, as a live action because it's vampires and aliens so it should be so much fun to shoot that thing so i mean people kind of like you know vampires and stuff yeah yeah yeah, of yeah. Course. <laughs> <laughs> they never get bored about it <laughs> no but uh, this is an absolute pleasure, man. I want to say thank you for taking the time to talk with us. And uh, we encourage our listeners to go out and check out your work. And we'll catch you guys again next week. Appreciate it. And thanks for checking out the show today, listeners. Uh, if you enjoyed the content today, you can go over to patreon.com slash inebriart to support the show. You can join over there for just a few dollars a month and help us provide this fun content that you just checked out. You can also email us at inebriart.com with your questions, complaints, and concerns, or you can find us on all social medias at inebriart or at inebriart6 on Instagram. And also don't forget to check out our other shows, Bar Talk Podcast, Old Colony Cast, Inebriart, and all the other shows on the Inebriart Network, which you can find at inebriart.com. Thanks again for listening.